Welcome to Seishura, the Music Explorers podcast. I'm Scoop Magoo. I'm Elaine. And we are going to lay it on the line this week. We're going we're gonna, to... We're going to get personal. Yeah, we're going to talk about some of our... Um, you know, we spend a lot of time talking about music we like, obviously. And, you know, when we do reviews, sometimes we come on come out on different ends of the spectrum. We thought it would be interesting to take you know a specific inward look at some of our personal blind spots you know both um just general how we approach the music and things that we recognize you know we can improve on or just you know general ways we view music that yeah um you know a little bit outside of the norm yeah. um, so amazingly we're, we're not perfect yeah exactly I, 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 it seems very obvious but with the recording quality of this podcast and everything and <laughs> you know <laughs> but <laughs> yeah and then from there we're talking about specific artists bands genres albums uh that you know for you know maybe they're super acclaimed we just can't get into them um you know maybe it's it's something that we have always been like man i really should listen to that but never have just something we'd consider a blind spot that either we don't own it or haven't listened to it or don't enjoy it you know kind of keeping a little bit loose but i didn't even include didn't own it because man i i i feel like we could do an entire episode of that so (laughs) yeah i mean i I think that that's probably more on the freight looking here. There might be only a couple that I would consider. Yeah, actually, a few of the albums, I think, just are, are kind of... Most people consider staples of your collection, or they should be staples of your collection. Well, yeah, I, I, I'm thinking about that now. Like, the first thing that came off the top of my head was uh, Nirvana. Like, I, I don't have a single Nirvana album. And like, uh, I don't know if I do. It's I not even have... to say I don't like them, because I, I like all of them. I think they're really good. <laughs> yeah, I haven't... I don't, I don't know if I have them. I'll have to take a look. Yeah, maybe, it, it, maybe it's always been more of a price point thing with me. What's that? Yeah. Sorry? It, it's always been more of a price point thing with yeah, me. That's like, I, I, I don't want to spend more than five bucks on a Nirvana album, to be quite frank. Uh, just, just because they're all, they all sold so well that they really shouldn't be anything more than five bucks right now. Yeah. <laughs> but anyway, so just jump on in. Yeah, and, and I think we're going to start more, you know, macro perspective. Um, so, Elaine, what is, what would you consider your first or biggest or whatever word you want to use? What, what's a blind spot with how you approach music? So, I, I really only wrote one down because uh, it was probably the biggest one. I had. Um, so, basically, it comes down to impatience mm-hmm. that, and I, I've described this many times before, that uh, I, like, you know, if an album is too long, it really grates me, you know, or, uh, you know, if I'm listening to something new, like if it does, if it doesn't get me within like the first two tracks or so, I don't listen to it, you know, or, or, or I mean to say, I don't finish the album. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, like I had, uh, like on my to listen list for the weekend, I had this album of like sort of minimalist electronic music. Um, I can't remember the exact name. Is it the, the album's called The Expanding Universe, but I, I can't remember. But but it's like two and a half hours of minimalist electronic music. And so I'm like, you know, I'm, I'm like, I don't know if I want to do this, but uh, Richard Dawson. Wait, wait, is it Richard Dawson? The, 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 the folk singer? Experimental folk singer? 
That yes, that sounds very familiar. I've Is it Richard Dawson? Be, because I, I'm pretty sure Richard Dawson's the host of Family Feud way back in the day too. That that's a, so that's an I, interesting. Uh, I know it's it, a little, it's, it's an interesting poll. Yeah, yeah, I um, I, I think he passed away recently, right? Yeah, Richard Dawson. No, yeah, the, uh, that sounds like the, the experimental folk singer who passed away recently. Oh wait, wait, or am I thinking of someone different? Oh, I'm thinking of yeah. Okay, so so I'm I'm right that Richard Dawson what was was part of yeah he, he was on Family Feud, but um, <laughs> let's see. God, I'm so bad at this already. Yeah, it's Richard Dawson too. Yeah, yeah. Okay, so I'm not I'm not wrong. <laughs> I'm just like because like when I I honestly think more of of. <laughs> That's a family feud. <laughs> God, where 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 have we gone? This, where have we I, gone I already? This is not the diversion that I expected at all. Yeah. Um, <laughs> um, all, all that to say is is that um, it, it was one of his favorite albums. I think mm-hmm. it was on the Quietest. It was an article there. So I really wanted to listen to this thing. And, uh, you know, I, I think I was in, like, the first track. And the first track was, like, you know, like eight minutes long. And I just couldn't even get through that. And I'm like, two and a half hours of this? No. Like, I, like, so, like, I, I feel like, in a way, I justify my own impatience. Because, like, you know, I, I'm considering from, from sort of a logical point of view that, like, I, I have a limited time frame in which to listen to music or, you know, they on an existential level do anything so like i i kind of want to spend that time uh you know with with pleasurable things mm-hmm. you know so i you know but i i i don't i i consider this a big blind spot uh, blind spot because there are a lot of albums i feel like that i pass on because that that might be really good but they just might be really difficult to get into sure like um the biggest one I can think of actually is uh, Danny Brown's Atrocity Exhibition, uh, because I when that came out, I remember listening to that in the car, just just spinning it uh, on on like Spotify or whatever, and um, I did not like Downward Spiral, and I, I kind of just I still listened through a lot of it, but I just wasn't a fan, and uh, I felt like if if I had given myself more of a chance with it i feel like i would have loved it more early on like right now it's I, I adore it like i own it and everything like but you know it's just one of those things that like if i hadn't given it another chance mm-hmm. uh it's just it, it you know I, i'm just thinking of all the music that i i you know that could potentially be really great if i just wasn't as impatient i guess mm-hmm. um so you know, I'm 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 kind of back and forth with it. Like it it, it has its flaws, but it also has its pros uh, as well. Um, yeah. So w- what about you, good sir? Yeah, but just real quick, I, I mean, I totally get okay. that. You only have so many hours in the day, and you know, as as nice as it was, as it would be to have endless time to check stuff out, um, especially with longer albums, if it's not sticking with you, that can be challenging. But you know, I do agree, it, it can be wor- worthwhile. You know, it can be worth it. Um, yeah, but. I, I I guess it just like you know I, I I I'm it's not like this is a uh, you know very set in stone rule that that I follow. It's not like you know if, if I hear about an album enough, um, you know like for instance I I think I remember uh, when King Cruel's The Ooze came out mm-hmm. uh, that people you know like were going nuts about that, 
And so I think I put it on and I was just not a big fan of it. Mm. But um, then Oliver from Deep Cuts put it on like his best of the decade list. And uh, I was looking into it a little more. It seemed really interesting. So I just put it on in full and I really enjoyed it. So, you know, it's it's it, it's a matter of like I think sometimes it's about it's about timing. Yeah, as absolutely. well. Yeah, like like sometimes you're just not in the right mind frame to listen to something. Like uh, I, I'll expand on this a little later when we get the genres. But I was listening to a couple albums in a genre that I have difficult, uh, you know, relations with basically, um, and like I just couldn't. Like I, I really had to force myself to do it. Even now, even though I, I feel like I'm a little more interested in it. And even then, it was still very much a chore, uh, as opposed to just a pleasurable experience. So, uh, I don't know. Is there anything else that I can that you can pull out of your ass to about this part of it? Because that, that's all I have on the, on this part of it. Yeah, I wrote so. down a few, um, a few blind spots I have. I think. A couple of them... It, is listening to too much music a blind spot? Uh, in a way. Um, so, I guess I'll start with that one. I, th- I think the, the the bigger one, you know, I'll skip over that, but I feel like I tend to, each year, I really like listening to as much new music as possible. I feel yeah. like that's just kind of, um, you know, innovation and new ideas usually, you know, comes from new music you know that's not you know totally there's plenty of older music that have been has been around for a few decades that um you know that they they certainly have as much if not more to offer that than today's music but i I really like uh, in a way collecting and just trying to listen to as much much new, new music as i can to inform my listening and i feel like sometimes i take it a bit too far you know, I end up at home, I'll listen to CDs and vinyl that from older albums, but pretty much at work, it, you know, I'll only consume music of, of the year. That's where I do a lot of my new listening for my album of the year list. Um, mm-hmm. And I, mean, I don't think there's anything necessarily wrong with that, but I do wish I, I, list, I tried more older albums instead of just, you know, waiting to buy them from a blind purchase or, you know, checking out a few tracks before I go to the CD store. Um, so that's something that, you know, I recognize, I don't think it's the end of the world, but it's something that I definitely would like to, to work on. Yeah. I I mean, I, I guess it's a matter of, uh, quality. Like, do you, how often do you like re-listen to those same new albums? Um, it, it really depends. I mean, like when I say I listen to hundreds upon hundreds of albums a year, I mean, a lot of those are one-time listens for my top 50 it's, it's always you know listen to every album at least you know three four times i mean sometimes it depends on the length sometimes it depends what time of the year it came out to but obviously once you get up to like my top 10 i've listened to those albums countless times okay um yeah because i mean like you know but we've talked about this before but we have friends who you know have done like you know lists of like thousands of albums for their they they're 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 like you know aoti lists uh, which is fucking ridiculous. <laughs> just, mm-hmm. just because, like, you know, they, they, there's no, there's no quality control in that. Almost like you're, you're not really thinking about the albums themselves. You're more thinking about the numbers. Uh, whereas I, I, I feel like you, you know, if you're interested in something, you'll give it another listen. Um, which is definitely more than I can say about myself because I, I often don't listen to a whole lot of new stuff. 
Uh, and I think also, you know, I mean, I'm, I'm, I'm sort of trying to justify you a little bit, um, just trying to play a little devil's advocate. Um, you know, I, I think, you know, I, I sort of see you in, you know, other aspects of your life and you like to keep very up to date and relevant and informed. Yeah. That's definitely where um, it stems from. Yeah. Yeah. And, you know, because I, I mean, I think like politically, like you, you definitely keep very, very politically relevant, uh, you know. And I, I think it's just a matter of, uh, like, like a matter of taste when it comes to, you know, keeping relevant with music and things like that. You know, it's some people, like, I mean, I, I'm looking at, like, you know, someone like Fantano who, you know, he, he'll listen to older stuff, but he, I, I think his, his interest lies the most in new music that's just coming out. Mm-hmm. Um, and I think, you know, in a way that's very similar for you, um, I mean, I, also, it's not like you can lug around your CD collection everywhere, so... Yeah, ex- yeah. exactly, for sure. Yeah, um, yeah, and that one I don't think is as... You know, it's certainly something I'd like to work on, just being more willing to check out an album from a past year, but it's not the end of the world. Um, yeah. Something else that... Um, I mean, I, I guess it's... I would say this more of an issue just because this certainly is not the... It shouldn't define an album, but for me, it's I always inflate the importance of, or maybe I inflate. I mean, I guess I wonder what you think, but the importance of album covers, aesthetics, band names, and whatnot. Like, if a band has a really shitty cover or a bad name, like for example, there's a was a really interesting, fun death metal band that I, I sent to you, and yeah. uh, their name was a uh, Kill Killatoris. Killatoris. Yeah, Killatoris. Cl- cl- yeah. I mean, it's like. Yeah. It's, so obviously, like, haha, get it, vaginas. Uh, um, uh, yeah. But there are plenty. You know, there's another album that it sounded really cool, and it involved people who had collaborated with Chelsea Wolf and some other bands. But like, the track titles were awful. Like, one of the tracks was literally called Pen Fifteen, which is a penis joke that I used to make in middle school. <laughs> so, like, it just, I don't know. And the way I justified is to, to me. Like, for first, there's a practical side, and then there's actually, like, you know, an artistic re- or a quality reason behind it. But one is that with all the new music I like to consume and just music in general I like to consume, I feel like it's pretty easy to weed out people that have, like, really cringy art or, like, you know, have, you know, dumb names or just have content that seems really immature or seems like, you know, it's, you know, it's obviously if, if they're... You know, if they're spouting Nazism, I don't really want to listen to that, for example. Like, yeah. There's a lot of black metal that has really problematic. So that's one example. But I think the substance of it is, you know, beyond just, okay, I could listen to something else that, you know, doesn't have, like, a penis joke for a song title or for whatever. Um, I feel like the aesthetics, like your band name, the album cover, I mean, that's that's an extension of your creative output as an artist. You know, in, in my opinion, you know, if yeah, you know, there are a plenty of albums I I own and love that I don't really care for their cover, which is kind of why I consider this a blind spot because it's not the be all end all of yeah. everything. E- even if it's a cover that is like objectively well done, I just don't like the art style. Um, you know, it doesn't mean that the music isn't good. And you know, I, I could have pulled countless examples for this. Um, mm. I think for me, it's just it's a way to to triage. You know, this. And in a way, you can kind of get a gauge, a sense for what style of music and what the artist has to, um, you know, what the artist is offering from. Sometimes, yes, yeah, so sometimes mean, it can be misleading. But like usually, if you yeah. look at a metal album, it's pretty clear from like the way they stylize the 
their logo yeah, you, from the, the you, cover. You, you know if you're listening to Slam or not. <laughs> yeah, exactly. Exactly. Yeah. Um, you know, we had a conversation about this uh, when you when you sent that, uh, that video over, um, which I still it, – it's an interesting topic. Um, just, just because, I, like, you know, d- d- there's, there's no right answer to a lot of these things. Um, I, I, I guess my question first is, uh, wh- what do you think about stuff that's the exact opposite of like immature? Like, what, what about something that's so conceptually like deep that it just becomes stupid? Like, they, do, do you feel similarly about that? Well, actually, it's it's interesting because I think I sent you an avant-garde choral album. I don't remember. Oh yeah, the Ek Melles album. Yeah. And it yeah. was cool, but by the end, because I love the cover and I like the concept, so it's kind of the opposite. But as I started listening to it, it it just it was really really long, and it start it beca- it was like pure pretension, like it was very oh yeah, it was very very I, over the top. And I I, I I tried to listen to it this weekend, so yeah, and I, I, I just, uh, yeah, I just didn't really enjoy it, and I th- I think that or I mean I, I liked it enough, but just I would not revisit it, and I think that kind of is another element of you know the pitfall of this or the the why this is such a blind spot is because just because song does have you know good presentation doesn't mean the music is good and you know vice versa and sometimes it's a limitation um, yeah in budget wise I, I I guess that's the thing it's I think it can be a little bit of a blind spot uh, but I, I I do remember what you were saying with your sort of side of the argument when we were texting about this uh, that you know it's it's sort of a good um like sort of like a ruler in a way like a measuring stick to just sort of you know be able to filter through uh just the sheer deluge that makes up like a you know normal release day mm-hmm. you know like if you you have something you know if you, if you have like a release by a band named the slam burglars which is a real band um you know like you, you you'll probably keep away from that for yeah, obvious reasons exactly and you know it makes sense but at the same time like i i think that there are there are very like because i I, i'm i i'm actually guilty of doing this too at times like i'll look at some of frank zappa's albums like burnt weenie sandwich and shit (laughs) like that and i look at the album covers and everything i'll be like this is disgusting like i not on like a political level like not on like an ideological level i'm just like aesthetically this this is gross to me <laughs> like like this whole thing just looks gross and i don't want to listen to it <laughs> you know and so like i you know it's 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 definitely not the right attitude to take but at the same time like it's it's not like you're running out of um music anytime soon <laughs> yeah it, it, exactly and um i think and i'm not even just talking about like for example if you go on Bandcamp. And I understand that you know a lot. There's a lot of independent artists. They may not have the money to spend on things, but you can find like some of the worst drawings, like you oh, yeah. ever. And you know, in some cases, <laughs> we're talking literally like you know pen and you know pen and paper, like white paper, or, 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 or like the those those bad MS Paint album covers. <laughs> yeah, yeah. It, it, exactly. Um, so I, I actually love those, but yeah, I I, I get you. No, like it's funny, but like there are independent bands who actually invest and I think that's kind of part of where it comes from is I feel like it's an investment in wanting to put something that you're proud of um, yeah like if your if your album has like a really nice 
album cover that means something and, and is a great you know first you know first impression for your album I feel like that speaks more to um, and again there's exceptions because you may not have the budget to, to pay like a you know a, a well-known artist or a good artist or something like that um, yeah I, I, you know I, I think part of it is yeah it, it sort of shows um, you know an awareness mm-hmm. of, of the musician of you know what, what they're trying to present or not Mm-hmm. Because like you know, sometimes, sometimes you'll have like a really interesting album, but it's just like you know, it's just text. Like the album cover is just literally just text. Or like, yeah. okay, like little rant time. You know that? Um, okay, if you really want to get pissed off, like like really get pissed off, go to Wikipedia and uh, go to their article where it lists uh, the Grammy winners for best album cover, and because. I, at least half of them, if not more, are just total garbage. <laughs> like, I l- l- like you, you know that Black Keys album, Brothers. Oh yeah, where it's literally just like this is an album yeah, by the Black Keys, the, right? Yeah, the, but, it's called Brothers. But, the, that, but that's, that that that, that won a Grammy. That's edgy. It's it's unique. <laughs> <laughs> no, go I, fuck yourself, yeah, Scott. <laughs> I don't. I don't really. I don't care for that. Um, I know it's like it's it's one of those things that like it's it's just like so, sometimes you have a really good album that that just has a very very like minimalist out you know outlook sort of on it and then sometimes you have the opposite you have a really bad album that like for some reason has a really good album cover <laughs> uh like I you, you know what genre is like like rife with that is uh power metal <laughs> oh yeah like there are so many great power metal album covers uh, not so many great power metal albums. <laughs> yeah, you know, I've I've definitely started coming around the genre a little bit, but I still I still yeah. am in the I'm in the skepticism camp for most. So, well, like sometimes they can be really cool. Like um, like I think it was Stradivarius. Um, yeah, I think Stradivarius put out uh, this album. I think it was called like Polarity or it was something like that. I like it's a really cool album cover. It, it, it's a meh album, but th- but then you also have like uh, like Manowar with, with just like those bad shit insane covers yeah. that that are just like hilarious, like like just like ripped like straight from like the Schwarzenegger version of Conan the Barbarian. Exactly. <laughs> like oh, exactly. Yeah, uh, yeah. It, it's it's a tough one, you know. Overall, because like you know, I I remember you commenting something about like um. Because Behemoth has that album called uh, Thelema Six, and you were like, "That's a stupid name." <laughs> yeah, exactly. And, you yeah, know, is that fair? Probably not. But I mean, yeah, I mean, but behemoth. at the same time, like it, it's a Behemoth album, so it's you, you know it's not going to be terrible in yeah. a way. So, you know, it's I, I it's it's definitely very um, gray area because I, I I mean in some ways I can see that to be a pitfall. Because I think there are albums out there that, and like artists out there who have really stupid names or you know what have you, uh, that might be really good, you know. Uh, but it's just a matter of getting over. Like, like it's like, well, like you know to go back to Danny Brown, like the cover for Triple X is is kind of weird. Um, I kind of like that honestly. All right. So it's kind of. Uh, I mean, th- that's another furrow to this is that everyone has their own, you know, yeah. has their own. Uh, aesthetic opinion too oh yeah no definitely definitely i'm trying to think about like other possible ones like i'm just let's see 
Yeah, I can't. I can't really see into my. <laughs> yeah, I, I mean, shelf. it's such an open-ended topic that. Uh, yeah, uh, no, but but it's an interesting topic though. So, yeah. but um, uh, all right. Well, but, but yeah, so one more, and they'll keep this one quick. I mean, it, it is pretty okay. quick. Um, you know, this is something I, I've I've known for a while. Um, something that I, I wanted to change this year, and I found it difficult. Um, I feel like my music you know sphere is pretty limited to some specific you know obvious re- regions uh, you know i listen to a lot of music from the us the uk europe mm. australia and i've wanted to listen to more I- i've done pretty well with more latin american music from south america so far this year but i found it really difficult to listen to contemporary music from africa and i you know i, I scored through bandcamp and i try to look for it um and it's not you know i, I could see people potentially saying like you know this isn't like form of affirmative action or anything like that you know it's not you know we don't need to get into that but for yeah. me it's just that you know i like to listen to new as many new genres as possible i like to listen to as many new artists as possible and obviously there are different cultural traditions uh, like for example that uh hashishin album that i loved yeah. uh, last year that pulled from a ton of you know um, a ton of musical traditions from the Middle East that I, you know, had never experienced before, and I thought it was fantastic. And you know, obviously, that's something I didn't grow up listening to music from various regions of the world. I'd like to start doing that now because there's some beautiful traditions, very interesting traditions, um, and yeah, it, it's it's something. But just the the, the Western. Um, methods i have to find music just don't cover that as much and you know that that's a, a, a i think that, that that that's kind of the issue is that it's it's more than just you yeah for sure i, I think it's, it's more that's of a why cultural I kind of save this, thing save this for last because it's not there's only so much i can do like you know i, I do try i've actively tried to look for it and it just doesn't you know it just isn't as easy as it sounds yeah it's i mean it's, it's kind of there's still like when it comes to art and things like that it's it's still very eurocentric yes um overall and i i mean there are there are ways to sort of get around that like i think you know if if you really dig through rate your music i I think that can help but i i think you know it's just i think it's because like that umbrella term of world music kind of is a double-edged sword even even beyond the sort of like problematic naming of it yes absolutely Um, i just in that like i i think you can it's so unspecific well, I, I, even beyond that, the, this fact that's unspecific, like, because I, I think it can, it can sometimes verge into like easy listening new age music very sure. easily. Yeah, that's like, fair too. You know, because the, the, they'll just be like, oh, you know, th- these are these Peruvian pan, like you know pan pan pipe players, uh, say that three times fast. Um, because it also you know, depends how close to the like original tradition. The exactly. Artist, artist the, is. The, like because some of it like it's it seems like is is just more like a collection of like you know uh stuff to make you feel better you know like yeah. sort of like feel good music very easily listening type of thing meditation music exactly uh, where whereas there are some people there are some you know labels out there who actually put out actual albums by act like who by people who are actually practicing music in these indigenous traditions um i also want to point out though if you're having trouble with music from africa have you ever listened to Fela Kuti? No, I haven't. Oh my God, Scott! We're gonna to listen to Fela Kuti next week for next week, and you are gonna love it. So great! I can't wait because yeah. I, you know, I I genuinely. Um, I mean, I, I, I'll say it ahead of time. He he doesn't. It's not exactly like 
pure African music. Like he, you know, pioneered what's known as like Afrobeat. Yep. So he's taken a lot of traditions, you know, a lot of like jazz and things like that and sort of melding them all into like Nigerian music, I guess. Well, well, well that, that's so. part of what made me want to explore this is that, you know, last year and over the last couple of years, I've, I've really been getting into um, Afrobeat. And you know, kind Wait, of you, you've been getting Afrobeat and you haven't listened to Felicuti. Well, I mean, okay, so specifically, <laughs> um, like the UK jazz scene right now is, is obsessed, oh. obsessed with uh, you know, taking African traditions and yes, yeah, the sons yeah. of Kemet, yeah, exactly. Yeah. And uh, uh, Theon Cross, and and I mean, there's a ton of others where it's, it's just become, uh, and obviously, there are people of African descent or who, um, you know, come from those traditions. I mean, it, a great example of what you're talking about before is a lot of Pharaoh Sanders' um, kind of more new agey late career albums really, really uh, struggled with that um, or kind of suffered from that is that they were very much his sanitized view of like spirituality and like trying to make like, you know, soulful new age music. And it just doesn't work because you know in the process of trying to do that it sounds very soulless it's just it's just not it's kind of ironic in that in that way though yeah that when he like Like, when he actually is making spiritual jazz it it, you know he does such a great job but then when he he tries to make music that feels more in tune with you know pure world music or pure you know spiritual music it just does not yeah like like i know like for like pretty much her entire like later career alice coltrane w- was doing like a lot of like uh like a lot of indian uh like hindu folk music and stuff like that mm-hmm. uh just pulling from like a lot of different things and i i mean you know that's all great and everything but i, I just have zero interest in listening to that sometimes yeah you know it's just not not for me sometimes uh you know but the, though i i i don't count or i'm not going to count that in sort of genres that we're not into because like i like like i i i think i i should just talk about this right now before we before we launch into artists and albums and things like that that there's a difference between not being able to get into something and not liking it yes um you know so like that that's what sort of narrowed down a lot of my list for me is that you know they they weren't exactly artists that i didn't like but rather I've just artists I've tried countlessly to get into. So like you know like Kendrick Lamar, you know maybe could have fit on this list, but I'm like I I just don't like Kendrick's music. You know it's it's not even a matter of not getting into it. I just don't enjoy it, mm-hmm. so I didn't include it. Exactly. But, yeah, that that was kind yeah. of what helped me narrow down this list. Is it, you know there are plenty of um. Plenty of artists when I was looking through Rate Your Music, which kind of helped me pick out like the artists. I, I, you, I did the same thing. Yeah, it's like artists you're quote-unquote supposed to like. Um, there were plenty that I'm like, oh, that could fit. But I was like, but I kind of don't want to get into that. Like, I've, try, yeah. I've tried before, but it's like, I don't really care that much. L- l- like, uh, another one for me is like Lou Reed and like Velvet Underground. Like, you know, like wh- White Light, White Heat. Love that album. I really don't want to listen to anything else by them. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> so, um, so, um, yeah. Well, l- so, how so we- l- 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 let's launch on... Let's- let's launch into that um do you want to go first yeah so i'll start with um so i have bands artists album genres i've, I've kind of talked for a while so i'll try to be relatively brief um, it's cool man the first one that came to my mind that was pretty obvious uh just because 
I don't really understand how this is the case. Um, Animal Collective, both the group and their solo output. And the reason I picked this is because I love Meriwether Post. It's one of my favorite yeah, albums. I, I was I was gonna say like I, I thought you I, loved that. I album. think Meriwether Post Pavilion is is one of you know one of the best albums of the two thousands. It's one of my personal favorites. I think it's phenomenal. I either am super bland on or just straight up don't like everything else I've heard from them. And I've tried Leo. I've tried Panda Bear. You know his solo AB stuff. Baby Tear. Um, oh fuck! What, what's there's another. Yeah, I'm not going to be much help there. <laughs> yeah, um, but anyway, like I've tried all different stuff from their discography, and also other albums of theirs. Like I think we listened to Strawberry Jam back in the day. Yeah, and I, I don't, I don't know what it is because I, it's not like it's so especially different from what's on Meriwether Post Pavilion. But for whatever reason, you know, they caught fire with that album for me, and every other you know similar like you know indie tronica, you know psychedelic pop. It just does not click. And I don't get it because, you know, there's definitely potential there. People whose opinions I respect, you know, love love their other stuff. Panda Bear, his solo stuff is, you know, almost as acclaimed, if not more acclaimed, than Marrow in the Post Pavilion and some other Animal Collective stuff. I just, I just, yeah. I don't really know why I don't like it because it's, again, it's cut from the same cloth, but it just doesn't, it doesn't resonate with, with me. So, so some, I mean, like, I, I, I don't know if this argument really holds weight here in this case because like you said they, they've been sort of circling within like the same area of music for their entire career that like very like psychedelic folky indie type of sound mm-hmm. um because i was thinking of like like sometimes when artists have sort of different periods of their career sometimes it sometimes it helps to like find like that one album that is within that certain period that sort of unlocks the rest of them. Mm-hmm. Like uh, I was thinking of Nick Cave and the Bad Seeds because like they have played like everything. It feels like, and uh, you know, but I've I've had trouble getting into like their um, like really early days when they were just doing like a lot of like weird post punk stuff. Mm-hmm. Uh, though I, I didn't include them in my list, but I'm just using them as an example here that like you know there are albums that you can point to within those periods that can sometimes help mm-hmm. um but you know i wouldn't personally know for animal collective because uh i i think my only experience has been strawberry jam and um it it, it was not a positive one yes and same same here I, I, i'm still remembering that like we we listened to that for a very early incarnation of this podcast in like I, it was like one of the few albums that I genuinely hated. Like, yeah, yeah. which is really funny because like I I don't really see myself as as hating an artist or an album much. Like it's it's mostly like I I just like oh they're not for me. Yep. But like man, I hated that album. <laughs> I totally get it. Yeah. Um. Uh, so I I guess I'm gonna go with a similar one that that you know that in that this artist is one of my favorite like has put out some of my favorite music uh but i can't find myself to get into some examples which is uh so stevie wonder um mm. but specifically uh the album songs in the key of life and talking book which are like arguably is his two best known albums um i just for some reason like talking book especially like you're the sunshine of my life is like possibly my favorite song ever uh and like superstition's a great song the rest of the album though i just 
I, I find so dry and boring. I've just not been able to like really like make it click. Uh, and, and I'm I'm thinking that maybe it's it's sort of a time thing that like you know I think if I listen to it again maybe I'd like it a little more. I'm not really sure. But then songs in the key of life has just like it's it's a double album, and I'm just like I I, I don't know if I can if I can do a Stevie Wonder double album. Yes, <laughs> to be no, totally I totally honest. feel that. There's nothing it, worse than a double album that you just like you, halfway through you're like oh this is gonna suck. Like, yeah, I I don't know if it's gonna suck. I mean, I've heard it's really good, and like you know, Sir Duke is a great track, and that that that's on that. Uh, but you know, at the same time, like uh, Inner Visions, I I still think is his best album. You know, and I I love that album so much, and I think it's so underrated. Mm-hmm. So like, I I don't mind just sticking with that, but so uh, I will not go into it more though because I I just. <laughs> it could be a whole thing. <laughs> sure, no, totally get that. Um, this next one, you know, it, it, it once I, I saw it on Rate Your Music and, and thought, actually, I saw another album from a member of the Big Four and was like, oh, this has to be one of my picks, and that is Megadeth. Uh, oh, I, I was hoping it was Anthrax, but fine. no, I, 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 I love um, Among the Living. Among the Living. I think that's a great album, and then you know, Madhouse is a good song. I don't. I don't think I've spent much time with any other Anthrax album, but obviously I love Metallica, love Slayer, uh, you know, I like Anthrax. Just have never been able to get into Megadeth. Um, had what do you mean you can't get into Megadeth? <laughs> <laughs> but I mean, that's the thing is I really don't like Dave Mustaine's voice, uh, and I've mentioned before that you know this is not the be all end all of why I haven't checked out Megadeth, but like Dave Mustaine's personality certainly doesn't help. Like, <laughs> he's, he, he's a little abrasive. Yeah, yeah, like. like a, <laughs> And it's not like oh like I'm I'm never gonna check them out again. Um, what do you mean I'm not? A yeah, <laughs> yeah. It's not like I'm never gonna check them out again. You know because of his opinion. But like when I'm looking at the list of artists I want to check out, it doesn't yeah. help that like I don't really I don't really find him that appealing a person. But I just the songs I've heard and I've listened to his spattering. I don't think I've listened to a full Megadeth album, which is why I somewhat hesitated to put this on here but it, it truly is a, a blind spot given that i love the other three big four so much um um i just yeah i i mean is that something a little like if we're gonna go for big four i mean my blind spot there is is definitely anthrax uh, i but mostly because i just have not liked a single anthrax song except for like this one called like air i think <laughs> that but might be on um it, it's not on among the living oh, okay. or, uh i'm pretty sure it's not I let's see AIR Anthrax because the, the it, it's a different yeah uh, it's oh I, I can see, for for all no not for all kings that, spreading the disease oh okay that's what yeah it's, from. it's 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 the one with like the kid getting like injected with something yeah yeah um, yeah I, I've just never been like I, I think maybe it's just because like it took me longer to get into punk than and I always felt like Anthrax was more more of a punk band. Than like a thrash metal band. Yeah, I can see that. Um, um, for but, me, it's just the Megadeth songs I've heard don't have the elements of thrash I like. You know, they were always slower. They didn't have that yeah. specific thrash, you know, riffing style. Um, didn't like Dave Mustaine's voice. You know, it just a lot of it never clicked with me. And I think the good thing about this episode is it might make me want to try again. You know, I've listened to, I've tried a few different. Anthrax, you know, uh, Megadeth albums back in the day, back when I, I was more, you know, prone to just give giving up on albums more quickly, um, and 
nothing really stuck and i just i don't know i, I it's, yeah. at some point i would like to at least get to a point where i can tolerate them because i i love the rest of the big four and they obviously are a pretty huge metal band to say the least so yeah i mean to be for this thing like i and i i come from loving megadeth that like i you know i, I actually don't really blame you for not like, like i don't think i have any megadeth cds anymore and i used to have like uh countdown to extinction rust in peace uh uh oh, what's that other one um oh, fuck i can't remember it's, it's it's like their second album too i think i own their first album too at some point um you know just i i had this, like a smatter oh they their later album so like endgame um oh there was one other one that i want to say was there but like i, I was really into them but like there's a reason I don't own them yeah, anymore. That's fair. Uh, you know, but but that being said, I I think Rust in Pieces is, is probably the best album to go into. Uh, it's not always like super fast, but man, when 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 they when they get up there, they do some pretty cool things. So I, I think part of it is like you have to sort of be into Dave Mustaine sh- like a whole like shtick, if you will, like you know, uh, like. He, he's almost like muse in a way that like he's like obsessed with like government conspiracies and like things like that um and it doesn't always match his music sometimes so um yeah, yeah. i can see that yeah so i have got three more but uh this next one i think is gonna piss you off a little bit so i i i'm very excited go on uh, yeah uh nicholas jar oh i don't i, I don't think. Y- that, yeah, yeah, I, don't, I, don't, I what? I, I don't. I couldn't. I couldn't finish that sentence. But I was gonna say like, yeah, I don't have a. I mean, the only Nicholas Jar album I love is that Dark Side. Uh, um, but, cool what about that did. solo album of his? That I, yeah, I I have that on CD and I like. I think I still have it on CD. You know, I enjoyed it, but just never came back to it. And I don't think it was a matter of like I couldn't get into it. It's just that I was like, oh, this is nice. I just think dark of all the things I've heard from Dark Side is just far like even against all logic uh, that you know kind of yeah. pseudonym he has. I, th- I think that's fine. You know, I th- it's enjoyable, but certainly not fantastic. See, so I am just like I have tried like so. Space's only noise is that debut uh, solo album. Mm-hmm. I have tried to listen to that because I, I remember I borrowed it from you, and I just did not like it. Same thing with Dark Side. I really didn't like Dark Side either. Interesting. And I've tried to listen to again both against all logic albums, um, and I just don't like either either of them. Like I just cannot get into them. Uh, and he's just such a well-regarded producer, uh, and it's it's really frustrating that I've just not been able to like really like get into his music more because like I I feel like you know th- there's a reason why he's so popular. Sure. <laughs> No, I, I, so, I totally get that. Yeah. Um, but also I understand, like, I personally, outside of uh, in the, the album The Psychic by Dark Side, just has not, yeah. not clicked with me in the same way. So I get it. Yeah, it's it's just, like, no idea why. It's, I think maybe, I think part of the reason the Against All Logic albums kind of bug me is, is that, like, people talk about, like, how good of, like, house albums they are. And I've always seen them, like, I they, they just always seem kind of, like, kind of shoddily put together in my opinion mm-hmm. like just just not not really um 
something I really want to listen to all mm-hmm. the time. Like I don't. It's weird because like I, I'm not I'm not against listening to some house music. I, I guess I just haven't found like the house album I want to listen to because really the only other one I could think of is like you know Discovery. <laughs> so, yeah. Um, Which that I mean yeah. that, that's its own as Pitchfork would put it Frankenstein monster in and of itself. Yeah. Uh, well, I mean, it's 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 like French house. It's it's a little different from what Nicholas Jarre is doing. Um, yeah, for in sure. Against All Logic, like I think people have described like Against All Logic as like more like deep house and like tech house. Uh, which, to be honest, I, I I don't really know the differences between all of them. <laughs> so. I, I, I find the differences between electronic subgenres to be the most difficult for me. To oh yeah, out. no, it, especially it, when you it, get it can be really like, nuts. Like so. uh, a lot of the contemporary. Um, dance subgenres like you have down, hard da- style yeah, and hard step, or you have or down like, tempo and house chill out. and like funky and wonky. It's like I mean, some of them I, I can pick out, but other ones that kind of fuse genres, I'm like, fuck, I don't know. Yeah, or, or, or <laughs> like, um, oh man, they, 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 like psytrance and psybian. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> it's like good god. Like, like what? Or I, actually, the the one that so I feel like I might piss off a couple of electronic fans out there, but like go with trance. In regular trance, I'm like, I, I can't, I don't know the difference, man. <laughs> or, or like, standing with like Raga, Raga Jungle, I think, in regular jungle, or like, like oh, Jungle Drum, or Jungle, or, or Footwork, like, it's all, yeah, there's so many different shows. It's, it's so, it's so, oh, it's weird man. how insular it is, too. Yeah, uh, it really is. And it's yeah. so, you know, so, you know, if, if anyway. you're already predisposed to, you know, know how to use a DAW and how to, um, you know, produce electronic music well. I think it's pretty easy to slip in and out of styles. Oh yeah, I mean, especially I, I, I've it's been really sample based I, and whatnot. So, I've been trying to listen to more electronic music just because I'm 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 finishing up uh, putting together my first year of Rat Case. So, and like I don't know, just just you know, give, give gives me like the best hard on you know yeah. right now. So, <laughs> <laughs> and on on that note, I'll go next. <laughs> Yes. Um, I'm not going to spend a lot of time on this because we did a whole episode on them, uh, Neurosis, just because okay. it's yeah. a band that it makes so much sense for me to like, and I just don't. And I don't even necessarily dislike them, so to speak. Like I don't think their music is bad. Just it just does not. I don't know if I've ever finished a full Neurosis album and been like excited or happy. Well, oh, did actually, we listen to Given to the Rising? I think we listened to a few, a few albums for that. Uh, I think we listened to at least two. Yeah, yeah, we we did through Silver and Blood and Given to the Rising. I yeah, think. and there's an I've listened to a ton of their albums, and by the end, I'm well. I will say I'm happy. I'm happy that it's over. Uh, just <laughs> just because they're all their albums are so long and they're, they're very they're tedious. They're very tedious, and it sucks because yeah. I think there are always there are a lot of great ideas. There's a lot of you know cool experimentations with the metal formula, and certainly at the time, it must have been mind you know to hear what they were oh, doing. Yeah. But just, yeah, I mean, again, I'm not going to go into a lot of detail because we've, we've talked about it before yeah. in the past episode. But yeah, just, just a band that makes so much sense for me to like on paper, and I just really don't love them. As, yeah, I, as... I'm, I, so, you know, we're getting at 46 minutes, so I think I'm just going to speed things up a little bit mm-hmm. with mine. So I'm just going to yeah, we'll list do, them we'll off see. right now because I have two more. Uh, Neil Young, for obvious reasons, just don't, like, I, I mean, I've tried, man. I've tried. It, it just it's just not for me mm-hmm. so um even but but neil young is so well regarded even by like people like tom york like tom yeah. york loves loves neil young I, I i just don't i i don't see it and then finally uh denzel curry actually interesting 
Yeah, um, I, I've tried to give him a shot before. I, I just just hasn't clicked yet. Um, I had that new album of his with Kenny Beats uh, unlocked on uh, the other day too, and like I mean, he he goes hard on it, but it, it's not really much of an album. Uh, like, have you listened to it before? Yeah, yeah. I actually, I, I love it. Um, and yeah. apparently, there's a, it's a concept album of sorts where it's more of like an EP or a demo. And the reason that the track titles are so weird is uh, they're supposedly trying to get the album back from someone who took it, like in its pre-production phase. Uh, that, that's what I mean. I, I, I don't know if I would have picked that up you know, in a million years off the album. Yeah. Suppose, supposedly, that's the mindset that they went into it with. Is I, that this is. I, was, I mean, just. To, to try to get that concept across in 18 minutes, I, I don't know, man. Yeah, I mean, uh, I, 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 I think it's like a mix of like the kind of mad villainy formula in a way with, with the southern hip-hop that he's known for. So I really, really, I really, really like it, actually. Yeah, I, I think a lot of people like it, and I'm like, you know, that seems really interesting. But just listening to it, I was just not impressed, I guess. Uh, even though I... So the... That album was a result of of them uh, of Denzel showing up on Kenny Beats's like YouTube show basically, and I watched that original episode and it's he it's fucking awesome. Uh, I don't know I don't know why <laughs> this one doesn't really work for me though. So yeah, uh, do you have any more before we get into like genres? I have a few more. I'll, I'll also go yeah. through quickly. Uh, so I mean one more artist and a few albums. Uh, Sonic Youth. Uh, yeah, we should do a Sonic Youth episode. We should because I, I I think I still own a copy of Daydream Nation and I've listened to it multiple times. And again, don't hate it, but I just I think it was listed as Pitchfork's top album of the eighties. Yeah, um, and it's just it's so well regarded, and I just I just did not hit me the right. Oh way. yeah, I, I mean I, I owned um, Goo at one point, and like yeah. I just didn't enjoy it. Like even like Cool Thing, which is why I bought the album for her pretty much. It's like just an okay song. Mm-hmm. <laughs> so. Yeah, I mean, I, I would love to at some point have a click for me, but it just really didn't. Um, a Pink Floyd, pretty much. I wrote down just pre Dark Side of the Moon and like the Sid Barrett years, because uh, I yeah. made, like I think I own Saucer Full of Secrets. I think I own another one as well, and I don't know what it is. Maybe it's, it's somewhere between the, their prog rock that they developed into and the psych rock of their early days, but it just, it does not hit me in the same way at all as their... You know. I, have you listened to Piper at the Gates of Dawn? No, I haven't. Because that is, like, peak that, if you will. It, it is, like, if you listen to Dark Side of the Moon and you listen to Piper at the Gates of Dawn, it, it, it is like you're listening to two different bands. Yeah. Like... I'll have to check it's that because I don't think I, you know I would like to get more because I love Pink Floyd and I'd like to appreciate more of their discography. I uh, um, I mean I, I I I'm actually in agreement with you though like I actually really don't like like early like like once once Gilmore and Waters sort of get into the band and take more of a leading role like th- that like I I'm really a big fan of that mm-hmm. but but then but then when Waters leaves uh yeah yeah for sure so, it's kind of um, weird because like I. I I like Gilmore more than Waters, even though <laughs> Waters just—he comes off as such a douchebag to me. But yeah, um, <laughs> I could feel that. Yeah, I—I um, I, I don't want to get into that. So. <laughs> yeah. Uh, so just a couple more albums, real quick. Uh, Venom, black metal. Um, really? And, and I guess I guess Welcome to Hell too. I just feel like 
everything that Venom did, and I know like sequentially this doesn't you know make sense to be mad at them about. I just feel like Bathory is like a better version of Venom. Like Venom is is an incredibly important band for the evolution of black metal specifically, but also extreme metal. Just but metal they, in general. Yeah, yeah, exactly. But they just are a weird. Like they weren't as great a speed metal band as Motorhead. They weren't as great a black metal band as, as the bands that came after them. They kind of were influenced by punk, but weren't as... Like, they just are... They were super important at pulling all these disparate influences together to propel black metal into being. But they just weren't good. Like, if you listen to the riffs and the production and the trembles, especially on, on black metal, it's just not... It's just not as good as... Like, I would much rather listen to Motorhead for that kind of speed metal i'd much le- le- rather listen to any early thrash metal album than, than venom so i'm i might be talking out of my ass i'm not really sure uh but i remember reading this somewhere uh that like venom didn't really like at, at some point they just kind of stopped caring about their instruments and like playing the music and just sort of making the most noise they could oh yeah i mean some of so, the, the live footage i've seen like, i think there was a few documentaries yeah. i saw where that that seemed very at least you know if it even if it isn't true, that's certainly how it sounded. Uh, yeah. So. Yeah, I mean, but, but with the production, I mean, you can, you can barely tell sometimes. Yeah. So. But basically, I just I think that they, you know, hugely important, but just every time I listen, I'm like, man, this just isn't as good as the other bands. You know, they obviously brought a lot of those influences together, but I'd rather listen to any one of those individual styles over what Venom was doing. Um, certainly, just mm-hmm. for for the closest thing to Venom, I think Bathory is just a much better version, and you know, kind of they. They took what Venom did and made it a thing. Uh, you know, they they made it like you know, Bathory's like okay, like black metal is going to be a thing now. You know, Venom was the the launching point, but Bathory took it in a more concrete direction. Um, and now for something completely different, uh, three three feet high and rising by De La Soul. Um, oh yeah, I love love the production on that album, and I just really really don't like. The lyrics and especially a lot because of the, they rap like this yeah, and they rap like that exactly and a lot of the the skits and stuff actually pretty much all the skits are just super goofy and take I mean, way too long that album is mostly skits and yeah and that's the other <laughs> thing but like the actual production is just it's it was one of the earliest and best examples of like not just sampling but kind of sampling from really i don't say odd but like unconventional Directions just like, like a, 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 esoteric places. Yeah, they have a song yeah. based off of uh, "I Know" by Steely Dan, and hmm. it's just it's such a great creative sample in the way that they use it. And there's a lot of other examples of that throughout the album. But I just did, I just can't get into the rapping, which obviously is a really important part of a <laughs> to go to go back to an earlier topic. Um, they talk about an album cover that does not give off the right vibes in a way yeah like that album cover is is not great it's it's super like it's, sesame, it, it, sesame street after school special oh it's see for, for me it looks like sort of like hip-hop and like flower child 60s put together oh i could see which, that yeah which, which i'm like like why is that a thing <laughs> uh so, uh, is that your last one? Yeah, or? let's jump into genres. You know, with the, okay, the time so, we have left. Uh, I, I, I'm just gonna get the obvious one out of the way because I've talked about it before. Uh, indie rock and like sort of just indie music. Just, just I find it really bland. I, I've just not been able to really like make much headway into it. There are some exceptions. Like I think you could consider Florence the Machine like an indie band 
in a sense. Yeah, uh, indie is such a weird term. Yeah, especially oh yeah, no, nowadays. It really, it really is. Um, I think the last Car Seat Headrest album, I remember liking a little bit. Um, you know, but for the most part, not really. But um, the bigger one is uh, I want to talk about is uh, reggae or, or dub music. Oh yeah. Uh, because I, I've tried, dude. Like, and I've been uh, dub was the genre I was talking about earlier in this episode. Um, I put on um. Uh, the Upsetters Super Ape over the weekend mm-hmm. um, and listened to that in full. Somehow, I, I don't know how I did it, honestly. Because <laughs> it, it's I, I it's just like people describe dub as like e- extremely experimental music. Um, and I just don't see that at all. Like, I, I, I guess it's more it, like experimental in its concept, like in its conceptual ties and sort of in, it, in its production. Because you know they're taking reggae that's already been made and sort of recutting and resampling it and doing different things to it and creating like that echo uh, with it, you know. But I just, yeah, I just cannot. I, I've yet to get into doublet like or like just that whole sort of genre of, of that sort of just makes up reggae, I guess. Mm-hmm. Uh, like it, it honestly it reminds me I don't know this is a this is a really weird pull but um do you remember the YouTube video series of uh it was it was a parody of SpongeBob it was a SpongeBong oh SpongeBong hemp pants yeah SpongeBong hemp pants <laughs> and uh like I always remember oh. they would always be playing reggae in the background of that and so that that's pretty much what I think of now I'm like oh yeah like this is this is music for like burnouts in a way. And I'm like, and I don't want to think that because that, that that's just not true, okay? Like yeah. I'm gonna say right now, it's not true. It's 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 a stereotype that's not true, um, you know. But it's just like I, I I for some reason I have that connection and just I I just don't really enjoy it. So yeah. So I, I have one other genre, but we'll get to that after after you. Yeah, I was I was considering putting reggae, but like frankly, I don't. I guess it's just not a genre I've ever like it's one of the few genres I don't listen to but I don't know if I actually really have ever thought hey I should really get into reggae so like, but, but, <laughs> well you, no. you already had your ska moment yeah and like school, I, right? I still like some ska so yeah. you know reggae is kind of whatever um, I was also thinking of maybe doing like comedic music but that's not really a genre like I really don't get Weird Al I don't get like Tenacious D I'm just not a big comedy music fan but I don't know if that really counts as a genre um, Nothing can destroy the metal. The metal will strike you down with a vicious yeah, blow. Like it just always feels like the comedy. Like it just rarely lands for me. Other than like white, white and nerdy by Weird Al was pretty creative. Yeah, but most of it just doesn't hit with me. Um, but there are two genres that really, you um, one more so than other. Though I'll start with the lesser one, uh, a doom metal. I just it's the one really. Huh. Just because, like, power metal, I don't know if I'll ever get into it, and there's things about it I just I don't really love. But doom metal, I like... I just don't love it. And, like, I wish I did. I wish I could follow it more frequently. But just, I get bored. And, like, part of it is just, usually it's very... It's just slow. Like, it's just slow music that yeah. is about, like, the riffs and playing that riff again and again and again. <laughs> Um, but I just have I, you uh, have you ever listened to Candlemass before? I that's I like you can name a doom like you know I love Electric Wizard I love Candlemass. Um, uh, there, um, you know those are only two, but you can name a bunch of older like Trouble or or you know Witchfinder yeah. General or whatever. There are a ton of cathedral. older cathedral. Yeah, there are a ton of 
doom metal bands I like, but just I don't like. There are so many death metal and black metal albums that I've just listened to again and again. And most doom metal, you know, I get into them for a little bit when I'm in the mood, but then after a while, I'm just man, I'm bored. Well, um, have you ever listened to the album Nightfall by Candlemass? Yeah, no, I really I, I like that album, but it, it kind of falls okay. into the same issues with me. It's just by the end, it's just it's it's slow and I don't I, I don't know. It just I I like it, but just not as much as I feel like. Because pretty much yeah. every other metal genre, I feel like I have kind of on lock. Um, Power metal, but yeah. yeah, that 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 one, sure. That that yeah. I think will always be an issue. <laughs> for, for 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 justifiable reasons, yeah. mind you. Yeah, um, that that's interesting because I you know I, I remember when you were really into Electric Wizard back in college, and like so it, it's just kind of funny that like yeah I, I guess things change a little bit so yeah I mean I really liked it but I think uh, uh, I loved like the first half of the album and then by the end i was like oh okay i'll listen to this later and then i never would yeah um, i i remember it was um was a black mass i think no no it, it could have been witch cult today lucifer yeah that that's a great great album i also Actually, e- either of those albums but like like i love like the first half of those and then i just was like the same with dope throne like you know dope unpopular throne, yeah. opinion i not a big dope throne fan oh that album yeah it starts out so great and then by the end you're like okay okay you, you know what's funny though like, okay but we, would you consider Sleep to be like a, a doom metal band? I guess I, mean, I guess they technically are. Yeah, because like, like I actually really like Dope Smoker. So, <laughs> oh, that that's another one where like for me, uh, I I ended up selling my copy of Dope Smoker just because I just I couldn't like it just and even well, frankly like Sun, you know, it's I have to really be in the mood for Sun because yeah, it's just see I I I find Sun just the Sun is not for me. Yeah, like. I, I and I mean I I've I've given I've given them a fair try I think and I'm just no not for me especially I mean I would not want to go to a Sun concert yeah. <laughs> but mostly because I would lose my hearing permanently so <laughs> um yeah no that, that that's interesting because I I mean like to, to be fair with with Dope Smoker like like that's not an album I'm gonna put on a whole lot mm-hmm. but man it's a fun album because <laughs> it's just like they're just singing about weed in a baritone voice for an hour it's just like and the, like you know when those riffs come in like they are fucking heavy like like i i i was uh when i was taking a walk last week i had um because i, I have like sort of like a you know hype me up playlist and uh, i had um cowboys from hell was on that uh just, just the, the 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 title track and I was just remember thinking, like, way back in the day, how like Pantera was just like the heaviest fucking music, you, you like I, I could get my hands yeah. on at the time. And I'm like, no sleep, man. Sleep, sleep is like the epitome <laughs> of of just like that, like, you know, just gain as much as you can on your guitar, <laughs> like, yeah. A- anyway, um, is is that all of yours or? I have one more, but okay. if you wanna. I have one more too. So yeah, go ahead. Okay, uh, this is a weird one, uh, and maybe it's because I, I haven't explored the genre too much. Is uh, punk blues? Oh, okay, yeah, uh, yeah. I I just like the the few albums that I've known about from it. Like um, I think I think is it Gunfire Club? I yeah, think. and I think PJ Harvey is is lumped in there, which I yeah think is true for some of her early stuff, but not not so much as a crew progressed. Yeah, it's just like one of those things. Like I. 
on paper it looks like something i'd be really into like i'm like i like i like hardcore punk and like post hardcore and things like that and i really like the blues and so like put the two together and it creates something that i just have not been able to really find any entry point into and i think that's sort of the issue it's it's probably due to just my lack of research with it overall um like there's probably some album out there that that'll that'll help me get there but i just Mm -hmm. haven't found it yet so yeah i totally feel that i mean other than pj harvey i can't think of a single um you know (laughs) the single punk blues artist i've even heard or like um yeah it's kind of niche yeah and it's funny you mention that because my final genre you know take out the punk and it is blues um only because every blues it's, it's repetitive exactly and that's the 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 every blues album i put on i at the beginning i'm like fuck yeah man i love the blues like you know life is shit i can't i know i love people who <laughs> sing about it like i get so ripped and then by the end I'm like, yeah, by the, <laughs> you're talking about blues yeah, I, like I it's fired, my chemical yeah, romance about some blues music man um but yeah, by the, gonna, gonna, gonna go to Hot Topic, pick up my favorite BB King album. <laughs> but yeah, by by the end of every blues album I've heard, I'm just like, fuck, I'm I'm done. <laughs> like I'm really I'm I can't. Yeah, so you know I I I have a theory about that, and I I think it sort of relates to like free jazz and like improvisation that you're sort of listening but when you listen to the blues i think you're sort of listening for different things mm-hmm. like it's something with free improvisation like like you know if you're putting on like an evan parker album and you're expecting like song structure and things like that like you are listening for the wrong reasons in a way like you know you, you you're like free improvisation is about so much so many other things it's about the in the moment performance it's about the texture it's about the sonic capabilities that are going on uh you know it's about the interplay between musicians and i think similarly like the blues has this um you know thing that is it's more about sort of the emotion that that's being portrayed and sort of how they're using that standard blues formula to sort of like so it's much more performance oriented um so you know I, i i think if you try to listen for that like i have a couple albums i could recommend but um you know it, it you know at the same time though like i it took me years to get into the blues like i really didn't like them at first uh but you know and even now there's there's stuff that like i just wish i didn't buy mm-hmm. but you know it's it is what it is so yeah yeah all right so um i think that's everything so let's talk about uh albums of the week so scoots you got an album for the week for me? Yes, and, and speaking of things that are not uh, not something you would enjoy, um, there is... So, have I ever talked about Lake Street Dive before? Mm, uh, the... They're like a contemporary soul, you know, like Blue-Eyed Soul band. Oh, no, I, I, maybe you have. The, like Pop Soul, they, they do a lot of, you know, like big, you know, the, the lead singer, she's a fantastic big voice, and they do a lot of fun, like soulful, groovy stuff. Um, we have seen them a couple times and last year they came the lead singer was doing a solo thing a lot of like 20s doo-wop stuff oh they, came, they were playing in Yonkers right I think I so think they, they do a ago. lot of touring but it's her name yeah. it's Rachel and Bill Ray and her partner is Bill Ray and they do you know some cool like 20s like scatting stuff 
Um, and they <laughs> came to the Exeter Town Hall here in New Hampshire, and the opening was a guy named Taylor Ashton, and we had no, you know, no idea who he was. He was phenomenal. Like, really, really great singer-songwriter, indie folk, did some stuff with acoustic guitar, with banjo, and just was really, really great. Um, fast forward to this year, he came out with this uh, solo debut. We saw him as a headliner last Friday at a small venue in Exeter as well. And it just it has to be my album of the week. I've listened to it nonstop this week, you know, before or you know, last week before the concert. Um, he reminds me, kind of. I don't his music. I don't want to compare it to Father John Misty in the sense that like their music they don't play different styles of folk. You know, Taylor Ashton's much more stripped back, but he's very clever with his lyricism and he writes a lot about love, but in a way that's unique and, and clever and some. He finds different ways to sing about different aspects of relationships and love and life. Um, mm. That it actually makes listening to the lyrics, it feels like he's telling stories in, in a kind of a cute, fun, unique way. He's really, really good songwriter. I mean, some of his, you know, some of the melodies he writes for banjo and you know, acoustic guitar, and then you know, his vocals and the arrangements that he has on this new album are, are just just excellent. So, and by the way, it's called uh, the Romantic, and it's it's really, really. One of my favorite albums of the year thus far. Certainly my favorite folk album of the year thus far. Just, just, nice. Just a really, really great great project. Nice, man. So, um, I, so I, I, I mentioned this earlier that I, I've just had like this giant boner for like electronic music mm-hmm. as of late. Um, I, I'm, I'm not going to talk anymore about that part of it. But <laughs> having, um, having a boner. Yeah, <laughs> having a boner for electronic music. <laughs> I mean, to, to be fair, man, it, it's, it's a very metaphorical one. It's, it's a metaphorical it's, boner. It's a metaphorical boner. It's a boner, boner nonetheless. Yes. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, I, I guess so. Um, <laughs> I don't know if it's the direction you wanted to go, but here we are. I, I mean, we, we all knew that this was going to happen if, yeah. if I opened my mouth. So, yeah. um, but <laughs> I. So I had finished uh, everything that was on my to-listen list, or rather gave up on a lot of it. Uh, so I made a new list for the week, and uh, this was on it, and I just decided to just put it on today because it seemed really interesting, and it is uh, Faith in Strangers by Andy Stott. Oh, cool. I love yeah. Andy Stott. Yeah, well, I, I, I remember you really liking that uh, that other album, uh, Luxury Problems. Um, yeah, which I, is... I, I think his... I mean, everything I've heard from him has been... He actually released an album late last year that I, I didn't give yeah, enough time. I, I noticed that, too, uh, I, when I was researching him today. Uh, it's the one with, but the, with, the, with the, 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 zebra butt. the zebra butts on it, which it was like, oh, okay. Uh, that's that's an interesting choice. Yeah, looking at that, I mean, at, at least the tail's covering um, some some parts that, yeah. that should be covered. So, um, But anyway, um, yeah, I, I mean, I was thinking of Luxury Problems listening to that first but uh like great music described uh faith in strangers as like deconstructed club and like uk bass and mm-hmm. things like that and i i mean i don't really know if it fits those labels exactly uh but god damn is it a good album like it's really like it, it's it's sort of slow going at first uh but when it really like when it gets up there it gets up there and like it has a lot of like experimental edges to it uh, the song "Damage" in particular has this beat that is just insane. Uh, it's just it was super cool to listen to. Um, you know, really glad I I gave it a try because like th- this was exactly what I was looking for. So awesome. Yeah. All right. Well, 
that is it for this week. Uh, thanks for listening, and we will talk to you next week. So. Bye. Bye. Thanks for listening, guys. And uh, if you're interested, uh, you know, if you want to hear more, just, you know, listen to us on uh, iTunes, Pod, Apple Podcasts, Android Podcasts, anywhere you can get a podcast, basically. Uh, we're on all of it. Uh, if you follow us on Anchor, too, you know, whatever works for you. And uh, definitely be sure to follow us on Twitter. And if you ever have any suggestions, topics you want us to talk about or questions, anything like that. Uh, be sure to email us. Yeah, uh, we're at, at Seishira Podcast on Twitter, and our email, I think, is Seishira Podcast at gmail.com. And, uh, yeah, as always, thanks for listening. Yeah, appreciate it a lot. Bye.